now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature, Mr. Bale, and I won't have it. Is that clear? stopped a business deal. That is not the case. The Arabs have taken millions of dollars out of this country and now they must put it back. It is ebb and flow, tidal gravity. It is ecological balance. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There are no nations. There are no Arabs. There are no third worlds. There is no West. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and demain, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. Petrodollars, electrodollars, multidollars, rank marks, rings, rubles, pounds, and shekels. It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That is the natural order of things today. That is the atomic and subatomic and galactic structure of things today. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Am I getting guilty, Mr. Beale? You get up on your little 21-inch screen and howl about America and democracy. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT and AT&T and DuPont, Dow, Union Carbide and Exxon. Those are the nations of the world today. What do you think the Russians talk about in their councils of state? Karl Marx? They get out their linear programming charts, statistical decision theories, min and max solutions, and compute the price cost probabilities of their transactions and investments just like we do. We no longer live in a world of nations and ideologies, Mr. Beale. The world is a college of corporations, inexorably determined by the immutable bylaws of business. The world is a business, Mr. Beale. It has been since man crawled out of the slime. children will live, Mr. Beale, to see that 
perfect world in which there's no war or famine, oppression or brutality. One vast and ecumenical holy country for whom all men will work to serve a common prophet in which all men will hold a share of stock. All necessities provided chosen you, Mr. Beale, to preach this evangel. Why me? Because you're on television, dummy. 60 million people watch you every night of the week, Monday through Friday. I have seen the face of God. You just might be right, Mr. Beale. With all things considered, now that you have had a chance to kind of digest and regress, we're going to go into trusteeship. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff that are going on in the banking world, especially CECL, current expected credit losses, how they impact and influence policy, and exactly where everyone needs to be in the middle of all of that. Um, See, a lot of individuals are actually um, starting to come to realization since this quote-unquote shutdown that um we're not in kansas anymore and i always tell individuals that um when you realize you're no longer in kansas you usually decide to um to start getting your affairs in order and so when you start working on getting your affairs in order you realize just how much things are out of order let me just share something with you the chris which is the court register investment system works in conjunction with, and this is in the United States, works in conjunction with the investment court system, which is in Europe. And both of these court registry investment systems and the investment court system in Europe, they're both banks. The world lockdown is a delayed reaction from FASB 56. And the implementation of current expected credit losses, um, which replaces the allowance for loan leases, for, for, for loan and lease losses. And that's the previous abbreviation, what we call A-L-L-L. Allowance for loans and lease losses. This was replaced by the new standard, which is called current expected credit losses. See, the purpose of A-L-L-L is to reflect estimated cost loss losses within a bank's portfolio of loans and leases. Estimated credit losses are estimates of the current amount of loans that are probable that the bank would be unable to collect given the facts and circumstances since the evaluation date, generally which is listed on the balance sheet. That is, the estimated credit losses represent net charge-offs that are likely to be realized for a loan or a group of loans as an evaluation date. The ALLL is presented on a balance sheet as a contra asset account that reduces the amount of the loan portfolio reported on the balance sheet. 
A lot of individuals don't really understand that accounting is so, um, it's interdated into so many different things. See, they used to have a provision under, under FASB 56 that allowed them to claim this allowance. But that allowance now has to be substantiated by three-way reconciliation. Thus, the birth of current expected credit losses. Now, a lot of individuals have to really um, look at where they are in terms of markability, um, net asset value, um, valuation. We conduct what we call financial needs analysis and business needs analysis. And this is a very old practice that goes back during the days of Citigroup and Merrill Lynch. Um, the FNA, um, financial needs analysis, is actually a combination of a financial compilation report that allows full assessment and determines the net asset value of the client. Those of you that are in trusteeship, that F&A, that financial needs analysis, in turn, were able to implement through CECL implementation a business needs analysis. Therefore, you're able to recoup and recapture um, and perpetuate the, the estate. Uh, we actually assess the amount of taxes that are owed on behalf of the estate. We provide resolutions through companies such as Transworld Systems, which serves as our debt recovery agency that does those things. Um, and these things all come together. So it's like the before and after shot. The financial needs analysis is the before and the business needs analysis is the after. These things are very um, useful in our market space um, because CECL gives you what we call um, double for your trouble, so to speak. Um, you're allowed to actually get back um, a double portion, a double credit, if you can substantiate the losses through a compilation report. Um, the board of trustees that I represent um, allow diversity holders and diversity limited to provide what we call an accountant endorsement and an accounting endorsement allows all those things to stand substantiated in order for you to become um, CISO compliant. Now when you're CISO compliant you're able to implement a couple of things through this court registry investment system and also those of you that are abroad the court registry investment system just like I disclosed to you also works in conjunction with the investment court system um, and every country has a similar court registry system I mean how do you think securities are actually created see everything in the world is the world of commerce the world is a business the world is a corporation a lot of individuals uh, will wrestle with that fact only to come to the realization that truth is not up for debate. And when truth is not up for debate, we're able to make um, not an educated guess, but we take what we call calculated risk in assessing all those things that are in that particular um, perspective. So, um, Let's, let's kind of look at the actual bull in the room, so to speak. Just exactly what does this really entail? So I'm going to cover just some basic information. These are actually frequently asked questions about the new accounting standard. 
on financial instruments and credit losses. See, the Financial Accounting Standard Board, or what we call FASB, issued a new accounting standard, the Accounting Standards Update, which they call the SASU, Accounting Standards Update. So it's Accounting Standard Update number 2016-13. And the topic is under 326, which talks about financial instruments and credit losses. And this was actually conducted on June 16, 2016. The new accounting standards introduces the current expected credit loss methodology for estimating allowances for credit losses. The Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, the National Credit Union Association, the Office of Comptrollers of Currency, hereafter the agencies issued a joint statement on June 17, 2016, summarizing the key elements of the new accounting standard and providing initial supervisory supervisory views with respect to the measurement methods used use of vendors, the portfolio segmentation, and data needs, quantitative adjustments, and allowances processes. The agencies have developed their frequently asked questions to assist institutions and examiners. Focus on the frequently asked questions is an application of CECL and related supervisory expectations. Each question identifies the date of the frequently asked questions was originally published as well as dated and it was updated and if applicable. The agencies have also made minor technical and editorial changes to previous publicly FAQs. In addition to the appendix, included links to relevant, relevant, relevant resources that are available to institutions to assist in the implementation of CECL. In November 2018, the FASB issued another uh, accounting standard update, number 2018-19, that talked about the codification improvements to Topic 326, financial institutions and credit losses. To mitigate transitions complexities by amending the effective date of the new accounting standard for non-public businesses entities, what we call non-PBEs, to the physical years beginning in December 15th of 2021. And it includes an interennial interim periods within those fiscal years. According to the responses to the questions number 4, 34, and 35, they have been updated to reflect the new effective dates for the new PBEs. The new accounting standard applies to all banks, savings associations, credit unions, and financial institutions holding companies, here and after referred to as institutions, regardless of their size and that fact regulatory reports for which the reporting requirements confirm to the United States generally accepted accounting principles or what we refer to in the industry as GAAP. See further accounting standard updates 2016-13 applies to all financial institutions carrying carried carried at an amortization cost including the loans held in an investment what we call HFI um, held for investment and H to, and, and to uh, what we call held to maturity, what we call HTM debt securities, as well as trade receivables, reinsurance recoverables, recoverables and receivables that relate to the repurchase agreements and the security lending agreements. See a lesser net investment in leases and off balance sheet credit exposures not accounted for as insurance or as derivatives including loans commitments standby letters of credit and financial guarantees the new accounting standard does not apply to trading assets loans held for sale 
financial assets for which the fair value option has been elected or loans or receivables between the entities under the common control. Where there are differences between CECL and the U.S. GAAP, the agencies expected the new accounting standard will be scalable to institutions of all sizes. However, inputs inputs to the allowance estimations methods will need to change to properly implement CECL. See, the new accounting standard also makes the targeted improvements to the accounting for the credit losses on an available for sale, or what we call AFS, debt securities, including the lending arrangements that meet the definitions of debt securities under the United States GAAP and also classified um, under the account under, under the AFS. Until the new accounting standards become effective, institutions must continue to follow current U.S. GAAP on the impairment, on impairment and the allowance for loan and lease losses, A-L-L-L. Each institution also should continue to refer to the agency's December 26, 2006 interagency policy statement on the allowance for loan and lease losses and the policy statements on the allowance methodologies and documentation. Collectively, the ALLL policy statements until the effective date of ASU 2016-13 applicable to the institutions. See, the agencies will not rescind existing supervisory supervisory guidance on ALL until CISO becomes effective for all institutions. Let me just stop right here. As of December 15th, all small reporting companies had to start becoming CISO compliant. And a small reporting company is a company that nets less than $250 million. Let me continue. Uh... <clears throat> December 2006 interagency policy statements on allowance for loans and lease losses and the policy statements on the allowance methodologies and documentation collectively with the ALLL policy statements until further uh, effective date. We just read that. Okay, we'll go a little further. The agency's plan to issue proposed supervisory guidance on the allowance for credit losses under CECL before the first mandatory effective date for the new accounting standard. As noted in the response to question 46, many of the concepts, processes, and practices detailed in existing supervisory guidance will continue to be relevant under CISA. Until new guidance is issued, institutions should continue the relevant sections of existing ALLL policy statements, the 2016 joint statement, and these FAQs in their implementation of the new accounting standard. So in a nutshell, and there's about 43 pages of this. I'm just, just giving you just the highlights. This information is giving you a head a heads up of exactly the type of accounting that is being um, disseminated uh, among those financial institutions that have to literally look at these things from a from a certain capacity. So what I always tell individuals to do is that when you're seeking to become CISO compliant, your job is to do three-way reconciliation. You make your initial general ledgers start with the safest part on the board, which is general, which is what we call general intangible assets. There are over 1,100 different charts of accounts that covers GAAP, 
as well as IFRS, which is the International Financial Reporting Standards. And your accounting standards must meet both sides of the fence. Hopefully this information has been impactful. Hopefully this information has inspired you to seek more in terms of seasonal implementation. I have more to come and we shall be back shortly. Remember, if you keep listening long enough, you just might learn something. Peace and love.